in today's show. We look ahead to Saturday in the NBA, what we're doing with streaming, who's in, who's out, what things we need to pay attention to, and how we look ahead to the next four days after that. Michael Bolton. Thanks, Josh. It's Michael Bolton here, and it's time for another episode of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Let's get to it. Let's get to it, indeed. You are Locked On Fantasy Basketball, your daily fantasy basketball podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast brought to you by Basketball Monster. My name is Josh Lloyd and I am the lead fantasy analyst at BasketballMonster.com. And you can find me on Twitter as always at RedRock underscore Beeble, on TikTok at RedRock underscore Beeble and on Instagram at Locked On Fantasy Basketball. Today's episode is brought to you by Fangio Sportsbook, official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more. Visit Fangio.com slash Locked On today to get started. Thank you for making Locked On Fantasy Basketball your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. So we're here to look ahead to Saturday's games. We're going to go through um, Saturday-Sunday for the rest of the season here, um, or every Saturday-Sunday game, and look at how we attack each individual category. So what we would normally do on a Sunday streaming show, we're going to do it for Saturday and Sunday for the rest of the season. That was a convoluted way of saying that I'm just changing the format for today's show. And we're going to look at chunks still at the end of the day. We're going to look at some injury replacement stuff also. We're going to start with Yahoo Points League's warning. Let's get it on, Gilly. <laughs> All right, let's look at some streaming options for tomorrow. And the list is headlined by a couple of Utah Jazz players. They do play the Friday-Saturday back-to-back. I'm not expecting that Jordan Clarkson or Colin Sexton plays there, and I don't know about Lowry Markkinen. I know that Markkinen is out Friday. I think there's a big chance that he's out on Saturday, but I don't know that yet. But it doesn't really change my opinion on streaming in Taylor Horton Tucker and Chris Dunn. Both of these guys are available in over 40% of Yahoo leagues, and I just don't think that they should be. Yes, you can drop them maybe after Saturday. Again, with, there's no game Sunday, but I'd still probably like to hold them. It, it is tough not having a updated timeline on Clarkson or on Sexton, or even Markkinen for that matter. But I think that you feel pretty good at the odds of two of those guys sitting for both of these games, um, and maybe all three of those players are out. So I think there is value in getting those guys in. There is the return of Timothy John... Not, no, the return of Timothy John McConnell. The return of Tyrese Halliburton. On Friday, he is back and playing. I would not necessarily go and drop um, McConnell straight away. And I'll tell you why. You are probably, you might be watching this before Friday's game, I don't know. But they play three games in four nights starting Friday, Friday, Saturday, Monday. They already played three games in four nights starting Wednesday. So they've had a really packed schedule. But this is a back-to-back. Friday, Saturday. Is Halliburton going to play both games without coming off the ankle sprain? I don't know. There's a distinct chance that he doesn't. Meaning that, McConnell still might play 20 minutes on Friday. And even if Halliburton plays on a Saturday, he might play 20 or he might play 25. And we know he's a good contributor. It is risky. It is risky with him, even the value there of Benedict Mathurin, the guy under him. It is risky because Halliburton might play both those games. Duarte might return on Saturday. He's ruled out for Friday, but he might not. He might not. And that gives McConnell some value plus the little schedule boost as well. Same goes for Matherin, exactly what I just said. We've got Josh Okoge. There is some other news about Phoenix that's probably worth mentioning, and that is that apparently Kevin Durant is likely to return on Wednesday. So three more games out for Durant, which seems weirdly early, given what we've um given what we saw with injury, what we heard with injury. That's going to diminish 
the value of someone like Josh Okogie as we move forward, for sure. And he's already been up and down playing 21 and 20 minutes the last two games. I think he's at least... Streaming is not always going to hit. This is the the idea of these guys who are mediocre players who are coming off the waiver wire, even if the opportunity is there. If they're not good players, inconsistency can ruin them really quickly. This is the the, the problem you run into. It's like streaming in Isaiah Joe yesterday. Hey, the spot was really good. He's getting 20-plus minutes a night, and then he does nothing. Right, this happens all the time, and it might happen again with a Kogi. At least we know that Kevin Durant won't be back for Saturday. But you know, we know that he's likely going to return on Wednesday again, which is pretty staggering. But Akogi still remains a stream option for Saturday's action. Eric Gordon, I think he's worth a stream. He is going to start rest of season with Paul George out. He was okay in yesterday's game. He played you know, not a huge amount of minutes, but it was a blowout. So he probably would have played more if they didn't have to sit guys in that fourth quarter against the Thunder. And he is useful enough because his value comes so heavily from scoring, which of course skews the value in a fantasy points league. So the value of Eric Gordon is a little bit stronger in a points league than what it is in the category league, and he's on the list. We go back to Phoenix and we look at Bismack Biombo because DeAndre Ayton is out both Friday and Saturday. Now, Biombo is not a particularly strong fantasy point scorer, but he played 20 and 26 minutes the last two games. That might give you 21, 22 fantasy points. might give you 26. If he gets double-digit rebounds, get a couple of blocks in there, the double-digit rebounds is already, what, 13 points? Yeah, 12 and a half points. Get two blocks, another six points. That's 18 right there. That's without scoring a single real-life point. He gets a double-double, and you're already looking at you know, almost 30 fantasy points. It's not that hard for a rebounder and shot blocker like Biombo in a starting role to put up decent enough numbers. And again, he is one of those guys that's not all that common in a fantasy points league to be able to put up okay numbers despite not scoring big volume. The other name on my list here is Malik Monk, who has been a frustrating experience with him because the minutes and the production continues to just be wildly all over the shop. Kevin Herter is likely to return on Friday. Whether he plays both games in the back-to-back, I'm not sure. But Monk's value hasn't really changed. Herter plays, Herter doesn't. Monk might play 30, might play 20. It doesn't actually seem to have mattered. So I don't really worry that much that Herter comes back because two games before Herter got injured... Monk played 25 minutes and Herder played 19. So it's not really reliant upon Herder's presence or absence at all. And he is a guy that can go off and can score big. Again, these are a lot of dart throw sort of things when we're talking streaming to try and get someone in who's got an opportunity to be good. And that's what Monk can do. For points leagues in ESPN, these guys are all available in 70% plus of leagues. A lot of similar names. Horton Tucker, McConnell, Dunn, Gordon, Biombo, Akogi. A couple of other names I'll highlight here. Onyeka Okongwu, who is available in a lot of ESPN leagues. His minutes have, like so many players, been tough to predict and project. The Hawks, by the way, are one of only two teams that play Saturday-Sunday. Them and the Nets play Saturday-Sunday. That is it. And they have got an interesting injury report with Trey Young and DeAndre Hunter questionable for Saturday. Not that that impacts Okongwu's minutes, but it just might give a couple of extra shots around if Young happens to be out. Okongwu's played 20, 20, and 19 minutes the last three games, but still been really good and played almost 25 the three games prior to that. His playing time's not all that predictable, and even what he does in low minutes isn't predictable. But we know he's going to play some minutes, and we know he's got decent upside. The other name on this list is Contavious Caldwell-Pope, who has been on a real slide for sure and absolutely should have been dropped. But this is the Nuggets' second game of the week, so we're talking one-day streams. You're going at him. 
And then they play a an okay schedule next week. It's not fantastic, considering they play Monday and then not again until Thursday. So the their two game week bleeds into like a three game period, three games over ten day period, which is bad. But if, in terms of a one game stream for KCP, we know he's going to start. We know he's probably going to exceed thirty minutes, and there aren't just that many guys who have a track record that sit on the waiver wire who are able to do that with any sort of regularity. Today's episode is brought to you by. Nissan Aria. Nissan's most electric player of the week is also brought to you by the all-new, all-electric 2023 Nissan Aria. I'm going to go with Devin Booker. In the last week, he's the fourth-ranked fantasy player because he's averaging 40 points a game in 39 minutes a game. He's doing his very best to carry this Suns team until Kevin Durant returns. Scoring 40 a game, even if it's only over two games, is crazy. 66% shooting over that time. It is like the power of Booker's scoring, but also the elegance. It's exactly like the all-new 2023 all-electric Nissan Aria, which delivers on duality, a combination of fierceness and elegance, beautiful but strong, just like you are. The 2023 Nissan Aria packs pin-to-your-seat power and premium intelligence, all-in-one EV. The all-new all-electric 2023 Nissan Aria, the EV for people who love to drive. Shop now at NissanUSA.com. That'll bring us through to some category league streaming options. Let's look at the points category. You know you always get a lot of crossover when we're looking at these categories, but when we're looking here, you've got two days left in the matchup. You've got to really focus in. And remember, two teams play the back-to-back, Atlanta and Brooklyn. Don't be surprised if Brooklyn sits a bunch of players on Sunday. They've already ruled Seth Curry out for Saturday for personal reasons. Last time they had a back-to-back, they sat a whole bunch of guys. Don't be shocked if some wackery happens on Sunday. And the Hawks, as I mentioned, have already gone with Trey and Hunter as questionable for Saturday. Who can we stream in the points category? Eric Gordon? Yes, look, 12, 14 points, 16 point upside, maybe, sure. Hard to judge off last game considering the buyout, but yeah, he's got value. O'Shea Abaji, whose value will jump even higher if Larry Markinen happens to be ruled out. Again, Markinen is currently only out for Friday, but there is a chance that he's out for Saturday. So I think that there is some appeal here in Abaji who will get more usage. And we'll get another example of that on Friday, but he'll get more usage with Mark or if Markkinen's out. But otherwise, with no Sexton and no Clarkson, most likely, Abaji would be pretty useful, I think. Blake Monk's a scorer. We know that. That's a 20-point upside sort of a player. Joshua Kogi, that's, again, it's not easy to get good fantasy points, or not even fantasy points, to get good points off the waiver wire. So you are relying upon a guy who's a starter like a Kogi who might get 30 minutes, who might not. He might score 18 points. He might score seven. It is a risky proposition with him. But in terms of how things I've projected out, I think he can be an okay streamer for points. Chris Dunn also has been playing really well, getting really strong minutes, and playing with pretty decent usage coming off the bench. So he's an interesting guy. Marcus Morris, also we know that for some reason Ty Lue loves him. The NBA coaches' over-reliance on bad veterans is a plague. It's a, a plague's a harsh word, but it happens all the time. Just go to Toronto. They're starting Will Barton again. Nick Nurse watched this team last game. Started Will Barton and went, oh my God, what is this guy doing? And then just didn't play him in the second half. He's terrible. I cannot play him. Um, the Wizards said, just see you later, Will. Like, you're so bad. You can't get in the rotation. Yet again, Nick Nurse goes, oh, well, I guess he's been in the NBA a while. We better go back and start him. It's unbelievable. And that's the same way that I feel about Marcus Morris continuing to start and continuing to get plays run for him. But anyway, it's going to happen. So he's an option to stream in for points. Terrence Mann is also an option. So you see three Clippers there, Gordon, Morris, and Mann. 
as options with the absence of Paul George. Yes, Westbrook and Kawhi are going to take the majority of this, but there is an opportunity for a few of these guys to have a crack at it. And then in Indiana, there is Jordan Nawara, who might get a little bit lost in the mix. That's absolutely true. Only 18 minutes on Wednesday, but it is a back-to-back. Who knows what they do in terms of Halliburton or even sitting other guys. Maybe Miles Turner's back flares up. We don't know. Um, and Nora can be a guy that scores 18 points in 17 minutes. We can do that. And so it's, you're taking a lot of dart throws when looking at the waiver wire. In terms of three-point streamers, there's a lot of more easy ones here. Abaji's going to hit threes. Um, the winner soldier, Max Struess, especially with Caleb Martin questionable, that would likely mean that Struess gets more minutes there. And he's playing 30 anyway. He doesn't do anything else. He's not super reliable, but you feel good about getting one to two out of him, minimum. Shamit. Yeah, I don't know why they gave him so many minutes last game, but they did. So we have to pay attention to that. And yeah, I don't think much is changing with that rotation. Well, no one's coming back into the mix is more important there for the Suns on Saturday. So Shamit's going to get a chance to have you know, 12 points with three triples. Eric Gordon's going to hit his threes. Grayson Allen, definitely going to hit his threes. He doesn't do anything else. He's a very stereotypical Grayson Allen, eight points, two threes sort of a player. Uh, Javon Carter, maybe. He can hit some threes. He's shooting the ball really well. I expect that Joe Ingles sits, but I don't know that. So Carter could be an option. Royce O'Neal, the beginning of a back-to-back here. No Seth Curry. Royce can be an option there as well. You could throw Joe Harris into that as well. And Pat Connaughton also is worth a stream for the um, uh, for the back-to-back there. Again, with the potential absence or the likely absence, I think, of Ingles and maybe of Jay, of Jay Crowder as well. In terms of rebound options, I'm going to go with Biombo. There at number one, I just think that you know starting in place of Aiden, double-digit rebound upside for him is pretty likely. Kevin Love is a guy that can get seven, eight, even in limited minutes as a starter. Dayron Sharp's a risky one. He could get you seven. He could get you 10. He could get you zero. He played good minutes the last two games against Cleveland. Whether they run that again against Miami, I don't know. We'll see what direction they want to go, but he's in the mix. The cockroach, Mason Plumley. He's going to get 20 minutes. He's going to get six rebounds. That's pretty much just what he does every game. Jack Landau, Jack Landau, sorry. Um, in Phoenix, the backup role behind Biombo, that's 18 minutes or so. That's five to six boards. Not easy to get boards. Torrey Craig has been a very good rebounder as a starter. He might get eight of them. Um, Paddy Connaughton should have a role there with Ingles and probably Crowder out. And he's a back-to-back, so who knows? Milwaukee might decide Lopez or Giannis is going to sit. It is against the Nuggets, so maybe they don't, but that is worth paying attention to. And then there's O'Shea Brissett, who I don't know whether they actually play or not. They might play him, they might not, but he is an okay rebound streamer. That's getting a little bit more into um, desperation territory. Today's episode is also brought to you by Ibotta. Watching your closet grow after purchasing all of this season's latest trends? How about also watching your cashback grow with each purchase with Ibotta? You can earn cash back on every shopping trip. Ibotta gives you cash back on hundreds of grocery items from produce to personal care to pantry goods. Either link your loyalty account or upload your receipt after you shop and get your cash back. It's that easy. Ibotta gives you real cash back, not points. Other apps give you points that, you, that don't amount to much. With Ibotta, you get real cash back and you can cash that out to your bank account, to your PayPal or into gift cards. The average Ibotta user earns $120 a year in real cash back. That could cover the cost of an entire shopping trip. You could use the cash back to get that flight that you've been eyeing, the game you've been dying to go to, or even a fancy dinner that you've been craving. You can earn cash back on hundreds of online brands and retailers too when you start with Ibotta, including Lowe's, Macy's, Sephora, Best Buy, and more. Right now, Ibotta is offering our listeners $5 just for trying Ibotta by using the code LOCKED when you register. Just go to the App Store or Google Play Store and download the free Ibotta app and use the code LOCKED. 
That's Ibotta, I-B-O-T-T-A, in the Google Play or App Store and use the code LOCKED. Let's stream in some assists. I am under the assumption that there is a risk of Halliburton sitting on Saturday. He is returning Friday, but it is a back-to-back, ankle swell, whatever. Right? There is a risk. So I'm going to put McConnell and Nempard near the top of this list. It might not work out. Halliburton might play. I don't know. But they are options if he doesn't. They're probably options if he does, just lower down options. Chris Dunn is an assist stream for sure. You can throw Horton Tucker in that mix too, although I believe he's at like 55% of my cutoff for these category league ones is 50. Malik Monk, really good assist guy coming off the bench as a shooting guard eligible player. Terrence Mann might get you four. Eric Gordon might get you three, but it is overall a very rough day for streaming and assists. It's very rough. Like we're down here talking Royce O'Neal and Eric Gordon who might get you three, two. Campaign's a cheeky one. I don't like they're playing in 14 minutes a night. He can get six in 20 minutes, but they haven't been doing that, which makes it a little bit tougher, but he does. He's at least a point guard and he is a high assist rate player. So there is some value in him if they decide to pump just a couple of extra minutes into him. In terms of steals, these are always easier to get in. Chris Dunn, obvious one. That's a three-steal, five-steal upside player. KCP is a four-to-five-steal upside player. TJ McConnell's honestly, like we've seen it, a 10-steal upside player. I can't, I can't believe that game. He had 10 steals last year. He had nine in the first half. That was, that was a shocking second half. But he's a good steals guy. Akogi, three-steals guy. Josh Richardson, three-steals guy. Gabe Vincent, probably less, but steals. Bruce Brown, Royce O'Neal. Very, very easy to stream in steals. These are key points to remember. Streaming steals, streaming threes, the easiest thing you can do in fantasy. The easiest. Blocks, not so much. Biombo, absolutely the number one guy to do that. Absolutely. Um, Tory Craig. Yeah, maybe. Gets a bit rough, doesn't it? Dayron Sharp, Josh Okogie, Paul Reed, if Embiid sits, that would be really good. Jack Landale. Maybe as the backup center in Phoenix, Nico Batum, and maybe Sticks. It is a back-to-back. I don't know if Miles Turner's back issue will crop up. I don't know if Smith will even be the backup center. But as you'll notice, the lack of confidence in streaming any blocks, guys, is huge as opposed to the confidence in streaming in a steals player. It's just not very easy to do. Field goal percentage streaming. The Cockroach, Mason Plumley, Dayron Sharp. Biumbo, Yudoka as a BUK, who literally might not even be in the rotation, but if he is, he's a great field goal percentage guy. They've sort of been mixing him, matching him and Damian Jones. Larry Nance, whose minutes are very well down, but he's a high field goal guy. TJ McConnell is a guard. You don't see many guards on this list, but he's a high field goal guy. Paul Reed, and then low-minute legend Chemezi Metu, who can be like a, you know, he might be four of five from the field in 10 minutes. That could be enough just to give you a little one percentage point boost on your field goal percentage overall. Free throw percentage, it's not that hard to find guys here. We're looking at Malik Monk, Kevin Love, Gabe Vincent, Aaron Neesmith, Adrian Griffin Jr., Grayson Allen, Cam Thomas should get minutes with Seth Curry out, and Landry Shamet. Thomas, I guess you could throw into streaming in for points and threes as well if they decide to lean into him, even if he gets 23 minutes a night, which Curry doesn't get. But if Thomas somehow worked his way into that, then he would be a stream option for that. In terms of some injury replacement stuff, if Trey Young is out, then we go to Bogdanovich. 
Um, we would go to Hunter, but he's also questionable. We can go to Griffin there as well as a stream option. Aaron Holiday will get more minutes, but it won't really matter for fantasy. If Caleb Martin, who is questionable, is out, then we go to Struess and Kevin Love as more viable stream options. If Jim Harden is questionable, and go both him and Embiid are questionable for Friday, so we don't know the status for Friday or Saturday. If Harden is out, it's obviously D'Anthony Melton, and then it's probably Shake Milton, whereas if Embiid is out, we go to Paul Reed, and then after Reed, it's maybe Montrez Harrell, although he is very, very far in the doghouse. Let's look at the next four days. Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, and we got some news that I didn't expect. Oh, hi, Mark. Oh, yeah, he's back. Mark Williams, thanks to their horrendous injury reporting, um, he's back. Just didn't tell us anything, and now he's probable to play on Friday. Now they don't—they uh, sorry—they don't play again until Sunday. The Hornets, and I don't think that Williams is going to be like limited behind Nick Richards. I think he'll move straight back into starting, but he might only play like twenty-six or twenty-seven minutes. But you do have to grab him. I didn't expect this, and I still don't know what they're going to do with Ubre or what they're going to do with Terry Rozier or anything like that. But what I do know is that um, Smith. Dennis Smith is probable for Friday in terms of all those injuries there, but Rogier is doubtful. So I, I don't know what's going to happen moving forward. But what I do know is that Mark Williams is back. He's ready to go. And yeah, he's worth grabbing. These are, oh, I should have mentioned this. The next four days are all, like, all quality games, all low volume days. So we can stream every day. So there's no benefit for picking and choosing your days. So Mark Williams has got two games. You'll see down the bottom of the list, Big Dick Nick Richards is also there. I think in 20 minutes a night, which I think he probably gets, he's likely to be useful enough to have as well. Josh Richardson's got three games in the next four nights. So even if he plays 21 minutes, it's 63 minutes across three games. And anyone who plays two games, you're not finding many of those 31-minute players on the wire. Think of it volume-wise that way. I think Kyle Anderson with two games is probably worth it. Yes, it looks like Anthony Edwards will return, but I think Kyle still probably plays 27 minutes, 28 minutes. That's still probably worth it. I think Trenton Watford is definitely worth it. Again, I don't expect Jeremy Grant to return or Simons. And Lillard has now been downgraded to questionable. And Nurkic has now been downgraded to doubtful. Hmm. Watford's a good ad. Shaden Sharp, similarly, pretty good ad. Bogdan Bogdanovich with three games in the next four nights. And there is a risk he sits on the back-to-back. But he played their last back-to-backs. But there is a risk of that. Kevon Looney with two games is a good streamer as well across the next four nights. And if we just look at chunks in general. Remember, if you are streaming back-to-back, Saturday, Sunday, Atlanta, Brooklyn. Atlanta, Brooklyn is who we stream. And yesterday when I did the next four-day chunk, you noticed there was millions of teams on it. So many teams playing three and four, so many playing four and six, so many playing five and eight. Not so much anymore. Three and four nights, two teams, the Pelicans and the Hawks. They're the only two teams that play that. Obviously, the Hawks have the back-to-back Saturday, Sunday. That means the Pelicans must have the back-to-back Monday, Tuesday. No one plays four and five nights. The team's playing four and six nights, the Bucks and the Pelicans. Again, the Pelicans. And the team's playing five games in seven nights and none. And the team's playing five games in eight nights. Again, are the Pelicans. This is the Pelican stretch. And all five of those eight games for the Pelicans are quality games. This is a very strong stretch for the Pelicans. So the value of Herb Jones has been bad, but he's got volume. The value of Josh Richards has been bad, but he's got volume. The value of Larry Nance has been bad, but there's some volume here. And you're going to be able to use these guys five times on quality days uh, over, the next eight, uh, over, yeah, over the next eight days. And that, guys, will do it for me today. Don't forget to follow this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and on the Odyssey app. And if you're here on YouTube, thumb it up and leave your comments down below. Guys, we are done here. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. See ya.